This is the Getsy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. Welcome to another episode. I am so excited for this episode um, because of the topic and because of the person, because we have Jared Harris on with us. Hey guys. And welcome, Jared. <laughs> and, and honestly, if, if there's an area of health that we are admittedly not the strongest in mm-hmm. when it comes to our knowledge, it is it's exercise. exercise. Mm-hmm. We know it's important and we know that we need to do it more. Yeah. But um, we we are not experts on all of the the details that go into that. So but Jared is. That's why we're really excited. <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> Jared Jared is he he's got a history as a personal trainer. He literally runs a gym and yeah. oversees the the health and wellness of hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. So if there's anyone who is qualified to talk about this subject, this is the guy. Mm. So, so welcome, Jared. I'm excited, guys. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. So Jared, tell us about your story. Tell us about how you got into health and fitness and uh, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, perfect. So I, uh, I'm i actually not from Utah, so mm-hmm. I grew up in Georgia. Uh, oh, cool. I moved out here. I when, didn't know that. Yeah. So I grew up in Georgia. I was born in Atlanta and grew up in Powder Springs. It's a small town, 45 minutes west from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So we, I moved out here when I was 16 with my dad. My mom's in uh, Georgia and uh, went to high school at Springville, mm-hmm. uh, played sports. I wrestled there in high school for uh, a y- two years. You knew Tristan's cousin, right? What was that? Didn't you know Tristan's cousin? Your cousin was... Landon. Um, Landon, yes. You know Landon? Uh-huh. So oh, he's yeah. a grade below me. Yeah. So okay. he's in my brother's grade. So I moved out and my brother followed suit just shortly after. But right yeah, he's a, he was, he was a hard hitter too. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a scary dude. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, so we, I, I wrestled at, at Springville, graduated from Springville High School and then went to Utah Valley University where I graduated in exercise science there. Cool. I also wrestled in college as well, which was awesome. Cool. Very difficult, nice. but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Why'd you get into wrestling? I, you know, it was something that my, my uncles had done, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was just something that I got into as a kid Yeah, and I took a long kind of hiatus from wrestling, from being a kid and then into a teenager I decided it was like, well, track football wrestling. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I really knew was wrestling. So I decided to get into it. Yeah. And I, I took a liking to it. I was pretty good at it, good enough to be able to wrestle in college. And cool. then, I mean, it was a it was always a dream of mine to be able to play collegiate sports. Yeah. And uh, then I decided, you know, hey, wrestling is something I'm really good at. I actually walked onto the team and I was able to get onto the team Whoa. as well. So that's and, impressive. Yeah, and it was earned earned a scholarship on the team as well. So, so cool. It was good. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Some of the guys I still talk to, and cool. you know, it was it was an incredible experience, and also learned a lot about um, nutrition during that time, mm-hmm. especially because I spent a lot of time. You know, when, when you're in wrestling, you have to cut weight, and I would cut around ten pounds in a week. Wow. And so, I mean, and that's wow. mostly water weight, but mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're, you're fluctuating weight so much. And so yeah. I had to really, I mean, my body was basically deteriorating cause I would have no time to recover. Wow. And so I was in my major and I was like, okay, this is my major. I need to, I need to educate myself more and I start mm-hmm. practicing. So that's where I learned about macronutrients, micronutrients, and started getting into more about nutrition, started more focusing self-application yeah. a lot. And you're actually one of the few trainers that I've actually ever heard talk about micronutrients. Everyone is so macros based these days. And yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we can touch on that a little bit because I try to talk about micronutrients all the time uh, just because I'm trying to counterbalance all the macro worship that we're doing in our society today. So 
macros are great. And, yes. and I'm not ever, and I would never say that macros aren't something that you should stick with. Like it's mm-hmm. good to have a good profile of carbs, fats, and protein. Right. Yes. But everyone forgets about the importance of how micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals in your mm-hmm. body plays a huge role, especially for, this is what I look at. So macros are more short-term, right? They're going to totally. get a lot more short-term results. You're going to lose fat. You're going to gain muscle. Great. Yeah. But let's talk about 20, 30 years from now, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. you've had, you've had 20, 30 years of not Abuse. having, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And not having any micronutrients in your body. So your hormones are down in the toilet. Yeah. Your recovery is terrible. You have inflammation, yeah. you have autoimmune issues. That's where the chronic Cancers. stuff comes in, right? Exa- mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And so my goal in my gym and with my members and my clients mm-hmm is teaching overall body health, not just short-term right now, yeah. you know? Yep. So, um, so Jared works uh, at a women's gym and he runs the women's gym and which I think a is- A women's gym that I attend. That's Thank you. Just so everyone knows, I do the workouts <laughs> myself as well. So That's right. He does. I just- kick all those women's butts. <laughs> 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 it's not just a women's gym. There are, there are guys that go, but it is primarily kind of geared towards women, right? It is, yeah. yeah and yeah. I have some beast mode ladies- yeah. In there as well. It's funny. I'll have people come in from my CrossFit gyms or whatever, and they'll be like, hey, go easy on me. Or no, go hard on me, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whatever. But then I'll see these ladies like just running circles around them. They're like, they have no chance. So that's great. Um, Jared, did you actually, I I have no idea. Did you ever suffer with like health issues as a kid that like that's why you gravitated towards sports or you just gravitated towards sports because that's what your family did? So I didn't, so I, I suffer from anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it, that I had it until I was like in my twenties. Yeah. So I actually was really lucky yeah. to get into sports when I did, because now looking back, I realized that there was a lot of underlying issues going on mm-hmm. that I wasn't able to get the help, professional help for. But I mean, in reality, I was, was able to get some help because I was able to use sports as an outlet. And that's yeah. when I learned, so, that's why I learned the, learned the power of my mental health through exercise yeah. at a young age. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I just, I had self-application of that always helps. So that's just something I do. Yeah. That was my medicine. Yeah. And then I got older and realized, oh yeah, like that's why I did that. That's why it felt so good. And yeah. I was more educated into it. I was listening to a lecturer a few years ago and he used this analogy of if you could take a pill in the morning that gave you more energy, that made you feel more mentally stable, that made you happier, um, would you take it? And obviously everyone would say yes, but, and he said, that's exactly what exercise does for you. If you just committed to 30 to 45 minutes of exercise a day, you will be more mentally stable and happy. You will have more energy. You will feel much better about life and everything. And that's more potent and, or more powerful than any medication you could ever take. That's the body's built in medicine is exercise. And so I think that's really cool that you're like, I had no idea I had anxiety and depression but yet you kind of stumbled across exercise being your medication, your, your built in mechanism to help heal your body and counteract that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, and what's so crazy though, is, you know, people get all caught up in this. I I might be jumping a little bit too far ahead, but people get all caught up in, Oh man, it's just 30 minutes. But Mm -hmm. I mean, look at all the benefits of exercise alone and what are, you know, what, what, better, best application you can get from exercise. You know, mm-hmm. even like, yes, it's 30 minutes, but we live in a culture where it's just quick fixes, right? We can totally. all, you know, if we're bored, we look at our phone. If we're hungry, we mm-hmm. eat food right now. We can go buy something whenever we want to. Mm-hmm. The one thing you can't shortcut is 
fitness no. and mm. health, right? Yeah. You have to actually take time and mm-hmm. people don't want to spend time because we're in a culture where we can um, do that. We don't, we don't have to, we don't have to buy or we can't buy something. We have to actually take time and do it. Right. right. Exactly. So that kind of brings up a question for me and we're going to get into some of the details about how exercise creates all these awesome benefits for us. But there are a lot of people where, I mean, for all of us, I think exercise is a momentum thing, right? Once you're doing it regularly, it's very easy to continue doing it, but starting it is the hardest thing in the world. It really is. And so we go weeks and weeks and months and months, and then it turns into years of not doing Mm -hmm. any physical activity. Do you have any advice for people who they are in that rut? Mm -hmm. They're wanting to just do something, but the thought of it is overwhelming to them? Yeah, great question. So a lot of people that come into my gym that have not worked out a day in their life or people that I've worked with before, they get they get into their mindset of, okay, I've got to go at least three times a week or I have to hit five times a week. And then they don't meet that goal. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, screw it. It's not worth it. I'm, yeah. I, you know, I, I failed already. Yeah. I don't want to have to... I don't want to have to try again and then fail again. Yeah. Start slow, start little, start chipping away at it. So something I say a lot is small incremental changes over a long period of time, mm-hmm. make a difference for a lifetime. And that applies with yeah. everything and talking specifically about exercise, give yourself one day, one day that week where yeah. you, you go do something and then the next week, and cause it doesn't have to, you don't, we're not going to, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? Yes. So we're going to have to be able to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So give yourself patience. You're not, what I usually tell, tell my members is you're not going to lose all this weight in three weeks. No. You know, this is going to be a six month year long thing, which mm-hmm. is fine because you set that expectation now. Yeah. And then you say, okay, now we know that this week, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. I want you, I want to see you one time with this week. Yeah. Or I want you to go do something one time this week. Yeah. And that could be anything that doesn't have to be with me. That could be with something that they want to do. Go do yoga, go to the gym once. Mm-hmm. And then that next week, add two. Yeah. Next week, add three. Yeah. And then you're winning and you're giving yourself confidence over that period of time. Yeah. And then it, you get to the point where you're like, oh man, like, well, I mean, I've been going to the gym three times a week for the past, you know, six months. Mm-hmm. This is just what I do. It's just like yeah. brushing your teeth. You know? Exactly. Of course, it's a habit. No, yeah. No one wants to brush your teeth every morning. I mean, some people do. I don't, you know, <laughs> but I don't want cavities and I want to uh-huh. keep my teeth, right? Yeah. But that's just what I do. If I don't mm-hmm. do it, my day is not the same. Yeah. But give yourself small little goals beat those goals, mm-hmm. gain the confidence, and then you can build on top of that. I want to add to, I want to add two things. Um, Jared, you mentioned six, it's a six month to a year thing. And I want to emphasize that because a lot of people think that like if they have hormonal imbalances or health issues or autoimmune issues, it's like, oh, well, if I try this, this, this nutrition plan for a week, I should see benefit or, well, I tried something for a month and I didn't see any benefit. It's the same thing with nutrition and food or, and exercising. It's like, you have to give it at least three to six months, at least, Mm -hmm. right. Before you get like life-changing long-term results. And that's because you are working within the body's mechanics and chemistry. Like these are the rules of science. You can't trick science. You can't trick the body into accelerating and doing it better and faster. If you try to force that body out of its own uh, scientific mechanics, you're pushing it or you're overexerting it or you're, your expectations are unrealistic. Does that make sense? We see that happen all the time. We've known people who they will not work out for months Mm -hmm. and then they'll go do CrossFit, 
right? Where they are just pushing themselves to the max for a straight hour. Mm-hmm. And then they can't get out of bed for three days. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And, and then they repeat the cycle because it was such a bad experience for them mm-hmm. that they're not ready to get back into the gym right away. Yeah. And, and, and it, then having unrealistic expectations like, well, I've been doing this for a month. Why hasn't my body changed? Or why mm-hmm. haven't I lost weight? Or why haven't I regained energy or something like that? So I really liked that timeline of six to 12 months. Also, one other thing uh, about getting back into the the habit is um, doing a buddy system because I feel like yes. when we get out of a rut, um, we I, I lose trust in myself, but if I am accountable to someone else, then for some reason we we respect them more than we respect ourselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've it's been like, bringing I, your significant other to the yes, gym more I, often. I, so. like, I had Tristan come with me because because I got out Kicking of the rut. Yeah. sometimes too, but you still bring him. Right. So, because I got out of the, the habit like a few months ago just because of work and stuff. And now I started coming back to uh, Burn Boot Camp this week because only because Tristan was coming with me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, okay, now I, I'm, I'm back in the game again. But I, you know, it's just nice to have someone to be accountable to. And, yes. and that, and so for people listening out there, you might want to hire a personal trainer for a month mm-hmm. while you get, you know, because you, then you are accountable to them and not yourself. Um, and then once you are back in the habit, in the routine, and you're being accountable to someone for a month, maybe you need two months, but then pay for a personal trainer or go to a gym where you are accountable to someone else. And then once you start trusting yourself and trusting the process, then you can respect yourself more and hold it to yourself. Does that make sense? Or even find a friend. Find yeah. a friend that, you know, we, we all have friends that are in the same exact journey as we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone wants to be more fit. Everyone wants to lose totally. body fat. Everyone wants to, look, wants to look better and gain more mm-hmm. confidence. There's someone out there that's going to want to be doing the same journey with you. Yeah. So it's just finding that person, like you said, together yeah. to keep yourself accountable to somebody. Exactly. And also priorities. Like you just need to prioritize it. You know, yeah, like a right. lot of people say, I don't have time in the day. And it's like, if you wanted to make time, you would, you'd find it. And so I think that is maybe like the third step, you know, one being like having someone else hold you accountable and then two, yes. making it a priority. Well, and the other big uh, complaint people have about this is that, oh, that's expensive, right? A personal trainer is so much mm-hmm. money or joining a gym and paying a monthly fee is mm-hmm. just so crazy expensive. But that's a very short term view of yeah. things, right? To say that I don't have the money right now. At least I'm not willing to spend that money mm-hmm. right now. So I'm going to sacrifice my long-term health and I'll just pay that money down the line in hospital bills and or medications. medications or- I mean, insulin is exactly. one of the most expensive and most used uh, medications. Right. I mean, people like a diabetic spends well over a thousand bucks a month on insulin, whereas exercise can decrease or like proper nutrition and exercise can actually reverse type two diabetes. We've actually had a couple members in our gym go from diabetic to pre-diabetic. And That's to amazing. Know, but diabetes. So it can it, happen. It does. It happens mm-hmm. all, all the time. The time. <laughs> but, but only for the people who put in the work, right? They make the investment up front in yes. order to get those benefits yeah. on the back end of things. And that's, that's where it's hard for people to, mm-hmm. to remember that long-term view and get past the immediate yeah. kind of, here's my excuses. Does, so, Sorry, Jimmy. I, I was just going to say the, the one thing that I remember a lot when I was, I actually ha- had my own business in fitness and nutrition consulting and a mentor of mine, something he said a lot is the more you pay, the more you pay attention. Mm-hmm. And it's, That's so true. It's so true because especially when you're investing into your health, you're like, okay, I'm paying this much money per month mm-hmm. to be able to go to the gym. 
I'm going to get the most out of it. The more you pay, the more you pay attention. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to steal that. Uh, you can have that. That <laughs> is yours. <laughs> I stole it. So. That but, is so great. But yeah, it's, but it's very true. I mean, you invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know that you're investing in yourself. That's yeah. a conscious awareness you have. And so now you can start, you understand that and be like, okay, I'm paying this much money. Yeah. I got to get this. I got to get the most out of what mm-hmm. I'm paying for. Totally. And then you start seeing those results and it actually starts paying for itself after a while, totally. especially when it comes to nutrition and, and exercise and fitness. Totally. Should we start getting into the chemistry and biochemistry of what exercise does on the body? Let, let's talk about it because hopefully this episode will kind of be a catalyst for people to really start taking their own fitness more seriously. Mm -hmm. And if we can provide information that helps you cognitively understand it, maybe that'll give you enough drive to take the next steps in joining a gym, getting a trainer, Mm -hmm. going outside and running, whatever it takes Mm -hmm. for you, reaching out to a friend. Yeah. So we were talking before the, before we started recording that, um, 80%. So with weight loss, 80% of weight loss is your nutrition. So it's what you eat and 20% of it is exercise. But then we were talking about, well, what about mental wellness? You know, and this is just us speculating, but we kind of all came to the agreement that it's like 50-50. When it comes to mental uh, illness, it's like 50% nutrition, 50% exercise. And the reason why is because your brain is literally the one organ that thrives off of exercise and exercise alone. Mm-hmm. You know, well, exercise, oxygen, and, uh, you know, like nutrients. But uh, well. the one, like, there are a few things. Actually, I don't think that I'm aware of. There's nothing else that makes the brain grow and regenerate itself more than exercise. Sure. No, that's exactly right. And, and a lot of things I talk about is finding the why. Why mm-hmm. do you want to work out? And I'm going to throw out a statistic here. Uh, 450 million people suffer from some sort of mental illness. Yeah. And a lot of the things I tell people is if you don't know what your why is, Mm-hmm. Make it something for your mental health. Yeah. If anything, even if you don't have a mental a mental disorder or mental illness, you do have stress. Yeah. And so stress is there. So if you're using exercise as a way to just find a, a positive outlet for that negative energy to put towards something, mm-hmm. why not? You know, mm-hmm. and that could be a big why. But you're right. Uh, mental uh, mental illness and exercise go hand in hand. They complement mm-hmm. each other like peanut butter and jelly. It's, yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I, I don't want to say, and then you'd be like, but um, peanut butter and jelly is. Organic butter. nut butter. Yes, exactly. And, 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 butter and preserves. And, 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 and celery. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, right? Um, but they, they play a large role into with mental health. I mean, we talk about, I don't know if you said the 80-20. I did. How we talk, mm-hmm. Yeah, how we talk about 80% is, is weight loss. Weight loss and nutrition, 20% mm-hmm. is exercise. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to mental health, we, you're right. We agree that it's more of like a 50-50. Yeah. And I see that on the first hand through my gym with, you know, because I meet with my the women in my gym one-on-one mm-hmm. every day. And yeah. I say every day, like I'm meeting with someone uh, different, or I mean, with some sort of member every single day, multiple times a day. And so I get to see a lot of big, larger dynamics when mm-hmm. it comes to what these women go through. Yeah. They're all stressed out. Mm-hmm. And so finding an outlet to use, it's, it's incredibly, yes, nutrition plays a huge role in mental health and being able to help your brain and the exercise also plays just as much. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, so, Mental health is a very complex process, right? It involves all kinds of 
our thoughts, our chemicals in our body are really just the way that we feel. The things we do all play into our mental health as well. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can start talking about some of the factors that affect mental health that are affected by exercise. Like what? Well, we can talk about hormones. We can talk about neurochemicals, wherever you want to start with it. So um, before we go into that, um, because yeah, that's really important, but I remember when we were going through the whole cancer treatments and everything, and I was doing a ton of research and they found that with cancer patients, those that um, exercised um, post, like, because you will, you'll go into remission, right? Like, let's say, so they specifically stage three colon cancer uh, participants in this study that had done all treatments and they were uh, so far NED, which is no evidence of disease. Um, when they followed up with them over the years, those that exercised had a 75% ch- uh, less chance of reoccurrence than those that didn't. Mm. And that is ginormous. Can you imagine if there was a chemotherapy out there that had a 75% chance of like not allowing that cancer to come back? Well, 75% lower, lower chance. Yes. Lower chance. Sorry. I said that wrong. And so, um, so that's the power of exercise. So what is exercise doing on a, on a, on a biochemical level that is so beneficial to the body in the, in this, in the fact that it helps bring reoccurrence down by 75%, like that's significant, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's causing more oxygen to be pumped to the tissues, right? It's delivering more nutrients at a higher, faster pace because that's all in your bloodstream. And so when you exercise, you are just mega dosing all your tissues on oxygen and nutrients. And, and like, it's, you're just, like I said, mega dosing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what else is happening while we're, when we're exercising? I was just going to add to it. I mean, what is exercise? Exercise is stress. Exercise mm-hmm. is stress in the body. It's you stress. And I think we, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think we look at exercise as being, it's so good. It feels so good. But yes, but it is stress and mm-hmm. you're placing stress on the body. So what yeah. does the body do? It, re- it reacts. Yeah. The body's incredible at surviving. Yeah. And so what, when you put stress on the body, when you add exercise to it, like you said, it mega doses. Why? Because mm-hmm. it's reacting to the stress. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's opening the cells for more oxygen. It's putting more blood. It's, it's producing more blood cells. Yeah. Uh, there's so many beneficial things because exercise is placing that stress on the body. Mm-hmm. Of course it can be too much, but just enough amount. And Honestly, an hour a day of exercise is all you need yeah. to place that enough stress on the body to give yourself that benefit. Totally. Even, I mean, yes, your muscles, your heart, your lungs, great. But you, mm-hmm. there is a physiological aspect of what exercise is doing for you that we don't really talk about very much because right. that's all, all the other stuff is service level, but there's so much something that's deeper, which makes sense of why it's 75% yeah. um, decrease. Mm-hmm. So. There's also the aspect of, because I keep talking about the brain, but um, when yes. you exercise, it actually creates more um, blood vessels in the brain. So more oxygen yes. and more mm-hmm. nutrients is being delivered to the brain, which is one of the reasons why it helps with you know depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and all of that. Oh, yeah. But not only that, it also helps to, to um, it, it d- what is brain neurotrophic, BDNF, mm-hmm. neurotrophic brain factor. Neurotrophic yes. factor. So yeah. more uh, BDNF is produced when you are exercising. So your brain literally grows when you are exercising. And, and, and that's what BDNF does, right? It, it helps your brain to kind of produce new, mm-hmm. new brain cells, mm-hmm. which until fairly recently we didn't think was possible. So yeah. the fact that there is something out there that does that is amazing. Yep. And even more so amazing that it's, it's exercise. Yes. That's something that's so accessible to us. It also produces chemicals that that help to protect your neurons. So um, anti-aging brain, you know, mm-hmm. it prevents Alzheimer's, yeah. it pre- prevents all kinds of 
um, brain and neurological disorders. So it's fantastic on that front too. Mm-hmm. What else? And then, so kind of getting back to that response to stress, because it causes stress on our body and some mm-hmm. discomfort, the brain produces chemicals that are designed to help us feel good, right? Yeah, the, yeah that's yeah. good hormones, uh-huh. right? The, yeah. the dopamine is, Serotonin. is the reward chemicals, dopamine. So when we do something like that, we, we get this dopamine rush. And not only does it feel good, but it makes mm-hmm. it more likely we're going to do that again later, which yeah. is why it's so easy if you stick with it for a while to get into a habit of this is what I do yeah, because exactly. my brain wants this reward. And Isn't, go ahead. And I was going to ask Jared, like explain to us like how our body is so smart that you, with the runner's high, right? Like, yes. like when we're exercising, our bodies literally with runner's high will like flood your system with dopamine. And so explain what's happening with that. Yeah. And we, we, we cause we, I talked about stress in the very beginning, how we stress out of the body and like you guys have talked about as well and our body reacts. And so when we're putting that, especially with the runners high, mm-hmm. you're putting a long period of time on your body of stress. And so mm-hmm. your body's reacting be like, Oh crap. Yeah. How can I get this hurts? This is uncomfortable. I'm mm-hmm. going to make myself feel better. And so you're putting out these, you know, epinephrine, norepinephrine, serotonin, mm-hmm. uh, and you're flooding that into the body to make yourself feel better. And what's so cool about exercise as well, and I'm trying to remember how long after. I know it's at least a few hours. Um, but after you're done exercising, your body is still producing mm-hmm. those hormones after you are done exercising. Yeah. And maybe you can look that up really fast because it's, 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 it's a significant period of time. Mm-hmm. But your body, either or, your body produces these uh, what we call feel-good hormones after, right. you, after you have uh, been, mm-hmm. uh, after you are done exercising. Yeah. And even in the mid of exercise, because I mean, when runner's high, you're not, pushing your body super, super, super hard as far as like high intensity. Mm-hmm. You're just enduring for a long period of time. Right. And so your body is producing more and more and more and more and you get a buildup and then it hits you really fast. Yeah. And then that's when you talk about the runner's high. They get kind of this flood mm-hmm. of these feel-good hormones all at once. Which isn't it amazing that your body will flood you with happy hormone? Like yes. it's all you have to do is trick it into doing that. Yes. But the fact that your body is capable of that is quite amazing. Like it literally produced its own medication. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's medicine, right? Mm-hmm. You can use exercise. It's a beautiful thing how the body, you can trick the body into tricking it to give yourself that feel good hormone or that, you know, to help with depression yeah. and anxiety. I mean, well, and specifically getting to that one, you mentioned how much it has helped you in your history that I think one of the specific chemicals that contributes to that is the serotonin, right? Because Mm -hmm. we, we don't know everything that's going on with serotonin and mental health, but generally speaking, we can say that people with really low serotonin levels tend to have higher rates of depression and anxiety. Exactly. And so getting plenty of exercise that stimulates the production (laughs) of that serotonin is undoubtedly good for our mental health. And and I'm not aware real quick. I'm not really aware of any foods or nutrients that specifically increase serotonin production in the same way that exercise right, that does. exercise does. No, not even a little bit. Um, so t- I'm just reading up here on Google things that serotonin does. As we know, it is linked strongly with depression and anxiety, but it is believed to help regulate mood, social b- behavior, appetite and digestion, which we should talk mm. about, sleep, memory, and sexual desire and function. And so, um, so everything wonderful. 
you yeah. know, like just hey, exercise more. And the sexual desire part, right? If, <laughs> if, if anything, that should be a that, that right. should be a sell right there. That should motivate people to get into the gym, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which will in turn also increase your exercise levels. So, so win win. Much, yeah. We just created a winning <laughs> circle. <laughs> this is supposed to be PG, people. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is it? I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm playing, I'm playing with you. Is it? No, these, most people that listen to our podcast are between the ages of 25 and 45. So we're, yeah, I don't know anyone above six or below six. There's no teenagers here. (laughs) Sorry, guys. We're okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the digestion uh, aspect of, and also appetite. You were, you were explaining to me earlier, Jared. Yes. So the body's response to ghrelin. So when we work out, of course. Ghrelin is the hunger hormone, by the way, guys. Thank you for clarifying. So ghrelin is the hunger hormone. So when we work out, yes, you are going to be more hungry after, Mm -hmm. but here's what's cool about what the body does. So when the body exercises, you you're balancing out your hormone level production. So when let's talk about ghrelin, for example, when you exercise, let's say that you get in a mindset or you get in a, a habit of rest and digest all the mm-hmm. time. You don't exercise. Your ghrelin response is heightened mm. a lot more than it would be if you were to exercise. If you're exercising, you're placing that stress on the body and it actually balances out your ghrelin levels so that when you eat, you mm-hmm. get fuller faster yeah. rather than you want to binge on other foods. All the it's, time. Yes. And mm-hmm. I hear it all the time. They come to me, members come to me and they say, hey, actually I've been exercising a lot and I don't want to eat all the high mm-hmm. sugary, high fat foods. Yeah. And it's not just because yes, mentally they're making a good response yeah. and they're actually, you know, placing, you know, they're, they're, they're exercising and they're mentally, they know mentally that they're doing a good job. Yeah. But well, and they're not medicating physi- with food too. Yes. And there's a physiological aspect as well as ghrelin is not as heightened yeah. and their insulin levels as well aren't as heightened because it mm-hmm. does help with insulin responses as yeah. well. We can go into that too. Yeah. So, um, so not only is that ghrelin being controlled, but with, with, when people are depressed or anxious, we turn to food as medication, right? But now that yes. the body is producing much more serotonin, we're not turning to those foods to medicate with. And so- Because we have an outlet. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, and there's another there's another route too, an indirect one, that exercise helps us to sleep better. Mm-hmm. And we already know that when we aren't sleeping enough, our willpower drops, yeah. our- nose sense, the sense of smell actually increases and makes Mm -hmm. us more vulnerable to really tasty foods that are really bad for us. Yes. So we end up taking in more unhealthy calories when we're sleep deprived and we get sleep deprived if we're not exercising enough. So it's, there's just so many different ways that it comes back to exercise helps us out there. Mm -hmm. Well, and back to blood sugar and stuff and sleep. Mm -hmm. So we were testing Tristan's uh, blood glucose Mm -hmm. really, really, um, What's the word I'm looking Closely. for? Closely, yeah. yeah. Um, and the nights where he went to bed late, his blood glucose was like through the roof in the morning. And that was because of stress, because of sleep. And so when your blood glucose is high, like all your other, like your insulin then needs to be high. And then it just uh, releases the stress response because now your cortisol is high and, um, and it just keeps going and going. Um, now that we're on the topic of insulin, let's talk about what exercise does with, because we talk a lot about insulin resistance and diabetes or pre-diabetes. Um, and when I, when I say diabetes guys, I mean like type two diabetes, not type one, cause they're mm-hmm. very different. Um, just to put that out there, I get a lot of people that get a little bit angry at me. They're like, please specify in the future. So sorry guys, <laughs> I haven't specified. I'm specifying now. It has been um, <laughs> 
So, um, but when you are exercising, um, you are decreasing insulin resistance. And so your cells will take in that insulin. So for those of you who are potentially new listeners, um, what is insulin resistance? Does somebody want to explain it? It's when your cells are no longer responding to To insulin. insulin. Mm -hmm. So you have high blood blood glucose. And like, because what causes it in the the first place is eating a lot of sugar. And then you're, so you have a lot of blood glucose all the time. And so you're producing a ton of insulin, but then that insulin literally, it's like a, a lock and key on the cell membrane. And so that key goes into the lock of the cell, the insulin key goes into the lock of the cell and allows all that blood sugar to go into the cell. But the insulin resistance part is when you put the key into the lock and it doesn't unlock the door anymore. Mm -hmm. It's because the cells have become so desensitized to so much insulin. So now you're just swimming in blood glucose and that eventually then your body stores it as fat. And so what what exercise does is is it resensitizes the cells again to allow that insulin to unlock the door to let sugar go into the cells and not the bloodstream anymore. So one great reason for exercising, guys, if you are having a hard time with um, sugar regulation and modification, if you're having a hard time, obviously with weight loss, you want to start exercising so that we can get that insulin resistance down, down, down. Okay. Could have said it better myself. Yeah, Yeah, you nailed it. (laughs) Um, What about cortisol? Do you want to talk about cortisol for a sec? Yeah, exactly. So so cortisol is a stress level hormone. Mm -hmm. So that's just what causes stress in the human body. Yeah. Um, Which side note, more court, like, because when you're stressed, uh, increased cortisol actually increases your insulin too. Yeah, so, that's exactly right. So talk about cortisol, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> and please do. You guys, you guys are, they're so smart. You guys are no, so smart. Yes, you are. <laughs> At least to me, you are. So anyway, with, with cortisol levels, so cortisol is a stress hormone that can be, I mean, this is what causes you to be stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be a good thing. It can be used as a good thing. When you talk about fight or flight, like a yeah. little bit of stress is not bad. Too yeah. much stress can be very heavy on the body, um, very taxing on the body. And so finding an outlet to help with that stress. Mm-hmm. And so that's why our ex- that's where exercise comes in, plays a huge role mm-hmm. because we talk about adding stress to the body, but when you do it in a physical form or a physical sense, it actually balances out hormones and gives the body a place to put that stress on the human body. And then Mm -hmm. in turn, when you increase those feel-good hormones, those serotonins, Mm -hmm. it actually helps uh, balance out those cortisol levels and gives you a positive outlet to place your stress levels um, due or through exercise. Mm -hmm. Um, Did I touch more? Is there anything more specific you want me to touch on it? Um, I was just reading here online how cortisol, like, yes, when you exercise, it surges, like it, it peaks, but then it comes mm-hmm. down a lot faster yes. and will come to a healthy level versus being at a chronic high all the time, Yes, even while you're just sitting at work. Yes. So, so you exercise and cortisol goes up, but then it comes down a lot faster and it stays down. Because you're relaxing your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the, uh, so that like, for example, talk about muscles. A really cool way to kind of relax your muscles a lot is you'll tighten them as hard as you possibly can and relax. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with insulin. If you yeah. increase your body and you put a lot of stress on your body at once and then you relax, mm-hmm. it's, like you said, it's a lot easier for your body to balance itself out. Because it's a deeper relaxation. Exactly. And so when you go throughout your day, mm-hmm. for someone that does it in the morning, they have a lot, it's a lot 
easier for them to go throughout the day without having those stress hormones heightened because they already had that chance to balance. Those yeah. I'm, I'm always trying to bring in the evolutionary explanation for these things. And yeah, I, I think that this is a great example of that where back in the day prior to modern civilization, cortisol was there to help us get going when there was danger, right? Mm, you yes. get start you're being chased by the saber toothed tiger. You've got to get up there hundred percent really quick. But then as soon as that danger passes, you can recover really quick because the danger is very clearly out of the way. We don't Mm -hmm. have that advantage anymore because the things that make us feel like we're being chased by a saber tooth tiger are like our boss yelled at us at work. Mm -hmm. Right. Or Mm -hmm. we, uh, we missed some deadline and, and there is no resolution of, Oh, the danger's Mm -hmm. passed. It sticks with us. And so the cortisol levels also, they stick with us and stay high, but exercise helps us to almost reenact that, ancient art of running away yeah. from saber tooth exactly tigers. Right. So we get to experience the physical resolution mm-hmm. that then allows those cortisol levels to recover. So let's yes. use that example of being yelled at by your boss at work, but you can't like burn off that cortisol. So what's happening is you go to work and your boss yells at you and your cortisol goes up, which means your insulin goes up because your body's like, oh good, we're going to run. No, you're not. You're going to sit at your desk <laughs> and you're going to do nothing and you're going to stew. And so what happens to all that insulin, right? Because like it just sits in your body and now your body's becoming more insulin resistant. And so that stress is creating a long-term weight gain Mm. in the future. And it's creating more inflammation because high insulin level, because not only is that being released, but there are other chemicals being released by your adrenals that are pulling um, blood sugar into your bloodstream. So when we're swimming in blood sugar, it is creating all kinds of inflammatory issues. And so, and all of this just by being yelled at your boss. But when you go to the gym, you then burn off all of that blood sugar. You burn off all that insulin, you know, so that cortisol played a really important role and you, you burnt through all of that. I remember, I will give the example of when I had Graves' disease. And if you guys don't know what Graves' disease is, it's a really intense autoimmune disease where your thyroid is hyper, but it's like, so hyper you can die because your resting heart rate is often like 120 to 140 beats per minute. Isn't that insane? That's That's like normally what someone does when they're like sprinting or something. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so I remember I would be waking up at like seven in the morning because my heart was pounding on my chest so hard. Like my body was vibrating from the heart, my heart beating so fast. And when I went to um, my, my nurse practitioner about everything, she, she told me, do not exercise. Like you do not want to exercise. But there was um, there was a very intuitive part of me that was like, if I don't burn off this cortisol, where is it going to go? Because I was literally swimming in cortisol 24-7, so much so I wasn't sleeping. I was, you know, like everything was going through me. I was becoming emaciated. So all I did, and you guys, please talk to your doctors if you have Graves' disease. Yeah, this don't is go a good time for us to point out this like, is not medical advice. No, no, no. This is just what was, worked for Jean. This is just what worked for me. And it was more of like an intuitive thing. Like, so I remember I tried to, to run one day and I was deathly ill the next day. So I was like, okay, like, and it was like literally a five minute run. That was it. So you guys, when you have Graves' disease, you can't even do like five minutes because that's how hard it is on your body because your body is already stressed to the max and then beyond. Mm-hmm. You know, and so so what I did was I like I was like, okay, once I recovered from that and it took me like two weeks, I got like five pound dumbbells and all I did was like bicep curls and like like ten squats because I had to burn off that cortisol. And then that took me about like three minutes one day. And then two days later I did five minutes. And then two days later I did seven minutes. And it was literally these five pound dun- dumbbells, you know, doing bicep curls, tricep curls, some squats, and then I was done. And that 
I think that is what helped me stabilize my body enough because I was burning off all of that cortisol. I was burning off all that insulin. And I was like, okay, wow, I don't feel like a crazy person mm-hmm. for like, yeah. for like, and it was just like a few hours that I just felt semi normal, you know? So if you are suffering with something like that and your doctor's like, don't exercise, maybe question them and be like, well, what, what's the worst case scenario? Like, can I just do like five minutes here? five minutes there. You know what I mean? Because that could help in the long run to burn off that cortisol, to help burn through all of that, those hormones that are being released as your body is stressed. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's hit some of the other hormones since we're on that subject. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one personal that, trainer says, good job. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. Awesome. There you yeah. go. So, so one of the hormones that people never talk about and most people don't know about, but it's so closely related with exercise is irisin. And irisin is a hormone that has two really cool things it does that are specifically related to weight loss. Mm-hmm. One of them is that it helps convert white fat into brown fat. Uh-oh. And if you've heard anything about the the different fat colors, brown fat is the one that our body can actually use up a lot more easily. Mm-hmm. The white fat is, it just kind of sits in there. Yeah. But also just as importantly, irisin helps to prevent our stem cells from being converted into fat cells. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't and, know that. And it's basically the only way you get this is through exercise. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you can't exactly right. mimic this process any other way. So that's so cool. So, so that everybody is a, look up irisin. I literally forgot it for like two seconds and I pulled it up and it was like the exercise hormone. I'm like, oh my gosh. Ex- yeah, the I should have just called it the exercise hormone. Irisin, of course. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it protects brain cells. It does all kinds oh, of yeah. amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the best way to get it is to just go exercise. I think um, high intensity interval training is mm-hmm. one of the best ways to really yeah. pump that out fast. It's almost like our bodies were designed to move. That's crazy. Right? Yeah, like isn't that, <laughs> isn't that a wild thought? Yeah. But, but they are though. Yeah, they we are. talked about um, the evolutionary uh, aspects, and when you talked about you know being mm-hmm. chased by saber tooth tiger, our bodies are mechanically meant to move. Mm-hmm. It was so mm-hmm. funny. I was looking up, um, or I saw a really cool video. Uh, these uh, this tribe in Africa outruns these these animals that you think can go for miles and miles. Mm-hmm. And miles. Mm-hmm. These these African tribes outrun these animals. That's just, amazing due to patience and time, mm-hmm. but they can keep their bodies going for hours and hours and hours throughout the day and run down these animals. And that's how they hunt. Yeah. That's how they hunt. They wait yeah. till the, the, the so animal's completely exhausted mm-hmm. and it, it dies and then their heart explodes or they just get yeah. exhausted and they take a rest and then yeah. that's how they hunt. Yeah. Our, our bodies can do incredible, incredible, incredible things. things. We just have to move them. Yeah. Did you guys hear about the two hour marathon? Um, yes. Yeah. Recently. yeah. That was a few days ago. Isn't that amazing what the human body can do? Like he was incredible. like booking it. Like, yes. wasn't it like a four and a half uh, minute mile that he was doing for, for like two yeah, hours. You'd have to do the math, but, I, but I think it was like kept that amazing four minutes and 38 time. seconds per mile that wow. he was doing. And he did it just barely under two hours. That's incredible. Amazing what the human body and, and yeah, one, one hour, 59 minutes and 40 seconds mm-hmm. is insane. Is insane. And they said that it was impossible. Like it couldn't be done. And what can't like, when you put your mind to something like, you know, when you put your mind to something where thoughts go, energy flows. Yeah, and, and I'm not yes. saying everyone needs to do a sub t- uh, two hour mile. No, no, but, but but now that somebody has, you better believe that we're going to have a whole handful of other people do it soon. Totally. Because as soon yes. as we acknowledge that something is possible for yeah. us, that just 
immensely increases our ability to do it. Mm-hmm. So this, yeah, it's a huge breakthrough. It's, it's an amazing so cool. thing. There is this massive uh, movement right now where everyone is just hot and heavy over this whole anti-aging mm. aspect where, and there's a book that was released that we don't fully agree with everything that he put in the book, but like I would say there is a lot that we do agree with. And honestly, the magic, like the magic cure to anti-aging is proper nutrition and exercise. It, it, the book like is called it, Lifespan. It's called Lifespan. By what's what's his name? What doctor? I, I can't remember. Um, it's on my phone, and Satori's playing on my phone right now. <laughs> so, but um, but it, literally, you guys, nutrition and exercise, like that's all you need. But functional exercise. Can we talk about when people take it too far? Yes. So, uh, like I said before, there's times where you can place too much stress on mm-hmm. the body, and um, you know, I get a lot of women in my gym that will say, "Well, I work out two and a half hours a day," and mm-hmm. I and, and you and, cringe. Yeah. You're like die a little inside. Oh my gosh. Inside. Yeah, yep. exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a tear starts running down my cheek. <laughs> and, and, and they're like, oh, and I'm, but I'm only eating a thousand calories a day. Why am I not losing any weight? Mm-hmm. It's like you are putting way too much stress in your body right now. Your body is responding in survival mode yeah. rather than it's a balance, right? Yeah. I, I mean, all you really need is 45 to an hour a day of exercise and that's it. Mm-hmm. And if your nutrition is on, if you're on top of your nutrition, Yep. You don't need to overstress your body no. because your body's reacting as a way of, I mean, think about it. when you put too much stress on the body, your mm-hmm. body's going to react yeah. no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so 45 to an hour a day, you're, that's just enough stress for your body to react in a good way rather yeah. than in, in a negative way where you're doing two, two or two and a half, three hours. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that too, a lot of people who are doing that just over-exercising thing, they're also their nutrition is not on point, right? Exactly. A lot well, of times they're starving themselves on top of it. Well, and the reason why they're probably exercising too much is because they're trying to lose weight. And so they're trying to force their bodies into losing weight. And like you said, the nutrition isn't there. So they're working against their hormones. And, but, mm-hmm. but if they nurtured, sorry, Jared, if they yeah. nurtured the nutrition, they wouldn't have to work so hard for it. Mm, but right. they just think the more work I put in, the more weight I'm going to lose. And what they're actually doing is burning themselves more and more and more. Yeah. And if I were to add to that, I will say, and, and people don't know this um, because they're also focused on in the individual of themselves. 90% of the women that do that, that mm-hmm. work out two to two and a half hours are most likely overweight or obese. Mm-hmm. And they have been doing this regimen for about a year, two years, three yeah. years. Mm-hmm. And something that I need to talk about more in with my members is most of them are overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say about 90% of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so- what you would probably, well, I'm not saying I'm not putting words in your mouth, but like helping them focus more on the nutritional aspect of yes, nurturing the hormones yes. to work for them to help because it really shouldn't be that hard to lose weight. You yes. know, like if the chemistry is in balance and you're putting in the work, the 45 minutes to an hour, the weight should come off effortlessly. And by effortlessly, I mean just the 45 minutes a day. You know I what I mean? Like completely you, agree. you don't have to go hard you don't have to go extremely heavy. Like it will do its job because of science. But the problem is that most people have grown up in a a chemical infested world where, Mm -hmm. you know, things just weren't set up properly from, from birth. And their hormones are just jacked up. They're dealing with a huge mess of imbalances Mm -hmm. in their system that need to be addressed before their body's going to be willing to let go of that. Right. Right. But the fact is that exercising more is not the answer in no. those cases, right? So it's just contributing to the outwork, imbalances. Yeah. You can never outwork a bad diet. No, ever. you can't. Yeah. And you can never outwork it's bad impossible. hormones. 
Yes. Exa- and you get bad hormones from a bad diet. Yes. Um, what we were just saying before we started po- uh, recording was, um, so when you exercise within a healthy range, it decreases your insulin resistance. When you over-exercise, it increases the insulin resistance because now your body is going into a chronic stress response. And so when you are in a chronic stress response, then your cortisol won't just spike and then come down. It'll just keep spiking and spiking and spiking. Mm -hmm. And then you start pumping out more blood glucose, more blood glucose, more blood glucose, and then more insulin, more insulin, more insulin. And then your cells start doing that. I can't hear you. Stop yelling at me insulin Mm -hmm. response, right? And so that's when you start creating insulin resistance. So there's always that happy medium and we need to always find that happy medium. So people that are listening right now and you are potentially doing the two and a half hours of exercise, rather do an hour of exercise and then spend that hour and a half working on stress management and being in the kitchen, cooking some vegetables. Because a lot of people will come to us and be like, I just don't have the time to prep food. I don't have the time to make healthy meals. And I'm like, but you have two to three hours a day to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like there's a disconnect there. Or two and a half hours of play on your phone. Or two, or, <laughs> Which is or two, pretty common. Too. Okay. Yeah. Listeners don't hate me. <laughs> this is a joke. This is a joke. Or an hour to watch The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. You're going to get some why hate. You, You're going to get some I hate know. thrown out your way. So why don't you watch The Bachelor while cutting up <laughs> some vegetables go. in the kitchen? Because that's, that's exactly. what I do. I, that's what I did yesterday. I, I was watching. Oh the my bachelor? gosh. You guys are going to. I was watching Baywatch with. Oh. Uh, it's hilarious no, with The Rock and Zach Efron. I was crying laughing. That's one of my favorite movies. Everyone's going to be like, are you kidding me? No, Aren't really documentaries your favorite things? <laughs> no, Baywatch. Baywatch is hilarious. And so I was cutting vegetables and I was creating this great like experience with myself, just watching Baywatch and prepping food, making chicken broth and freezing vegetables for the rest of the week. So, so watch The Bachelor and like do some food prepping and then only spend about an hour at the gym. By the way, there is a group of people out there that can work out for multiple hours a day and they thrive off of that. And they're, they're professional athletes, right? right? They're, they're, yeah. they're Olympians, but their entire job mm-hmm. is doing this and they spend the rest of their time when they're not working out, building up their body so that it can yeah. handle the workouts, yeah. right? Yes. They are usually on very well-controlled diets run mm-hmm. by by professional dietitians well, or nutritionists. And, and like, and their coaches are getting blood work on them all the mm-hmm. time. They like, do blood work doing, all the time. Mm-hmm. They emphasize and treatments. They get plenty of sleep. Yeah. Um, what's the, the, the swimmer who won all the medals? Michael Phelps, man. What was he? 10,000 10, calories a day. 10,000 mm-hmm. calories a day. Yeah. Right. So if you want to keep up with his pace of exercise, you need to keep up with his pace of caloric intake. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise your body is not going to exactly. be happy with you and you will be punished. No, that is exactly right. And, and go ahead. Oh no. And I, and I, does anybody know what he was eating? Like it, well, it wasn't cereal. Was it? I, I mean, maybe he, it was, he, he was, was eating 10,000 calories. He was eating, <laughs> so they, so I, I remember looking as they do implement, uh, you know, the, he is getting his micronutrients. Yeah. He's also uh-huh. on supplements as well, mm-hmm. but I mean, yes, he is having high calorie yeah. foods, high fat diets, just yeah. to make sure that he's getting in that calorie yeah. intake. And but also, he is getting in those. And also important that this was a, a limited period of his life, Yeah, this right? This like, is not something he will be doing. For years until, I mean, years he may not years. even be doing it anymore, right? He's retired from 
professional I swimming? I think so. Either way, there's no Olympic athlete out there that's doing this for 10, mm-hmm. 20 years no. you know, and, and has not have some sort of joint or health, yeah. severe right. health issues. Right. Yeah. You get into your 30s and 40s and, and the rules kind of change with that sort of a thing. So. There was an Olympic swimming team. I don't know which one it was, but I was. I remember when we were getting trained with uh, technician training for the hyperbarics, that after all of their trainings, they would get in a chamber, a hyperbaric mm. chamber. So these people are pushing their bodies to the max, but they also have a professional team behind them and lots of very expensive therapies. So if you're pushing your body to the max, are you sustaining it with nutrition, with treatments? Like, are you spending thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars making sure this is sustainable for your body? Because if you're not, if you're not putting in that other work too, it's going to start crashing down on you. It's going to start breaking. Your hormones are going to start giving out. Like you're going to start having all kinds of issues, weight loss. I mean, weight gain, brain fog, inflammation, achy joints, um, you name it. And why spend so much time, right? I right. Mean, there's mm-hmm. so there's so many things that we could be doing that I would rather be doing. Totally. Spending two and a half hours or three hours trying to spend on exercise. Yeah. And, you know, spend it. I mean, like you said, it is it's, it's more simple than we tend to believe. Mm-hmm. Make it simple. Make it more simple. Really Educate simple. yourself so that you can you know be able to spend that time somewhere else. Yeah. Family, friends your own mental health. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to, you know, drive yourself crazy and drive yeah. your body into the ground. Right. Um, I want to go, I want to talk a little bit about timelines because again, how you said the six months to a year, if you are a listener right now and you've been dealing with hormonal issues for let's say decades. Okay. And you have been dealing with weight issues for decades. And um, I want you first to be really gentle on yourselves and like, and, congratulations for wanting to take steps first to heal your body. But I also want you to give your body so much grace and so much respect because balancing those hormones with through proper nutrition and then exercise, it's you're, you're undoing decades worth of, I don't want to say damage, but hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you didn't know any better. And that is, that's the thing I think that breaks my heart in this industry is these, the, women will come to us in their thirties and their forties. And they're like, I had no idea. I had like, if someone told me back then what I was doing to my hormones now, I would have changed something, you know? And so, so what I want to tell you listeners is just to give yourself so much love and grace and congratulate yourselves for educating yourself and for wanting to put the effort in. But when you do start putting the effort in, just give yourself that grace period and just say, you know, like eventually it's going to start working. It can't not work. If you're doing the nutrition and the exercising, it will kick in soon. You just have a lot to heal and repair in the beginning. Given that, I want to actually bring up an example, Mm -hmm. a perfect example of what that is. And this involves exercise. So we had a member in our gym. She, uh, for the first couple months, I would meet with her about every two weeks, Mm -hmm. uh, once a month. And we would do measurements and we would see where she was having no changes for mm-hmm. the first three months that she was there. Was she showing up like every day? Oh, six days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, her nutrition was on point as yeah. far as what I know. I mean, she was tracking, uh, she was making sure she was getting, you know, the protocols that we set for her. Mm-hmm. No changes at all. Like her weight was not changing. Maybe yeah. some inches here or there. And I told her, I was like, look, the body, you need to give your body a chance to adapt because yeah. the body is so good at adapting, mm-hmm. right? But everyone's different. Yeah. And everyone has their own timeline. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, just give it time, patience with yourself. Mm-hmm. And 
month two, nothing. And then we hit month three mm-hmm. and she lost four pounds to, or no, no, it was like a six pound loss, nice. uh, 3% body fat. And I'm like, Ooh, look, wow. there it is. Keep going. Yeah. And then that next month she came in, it was like 12 pounds. And wow. then that next month, 20 pounds. And then now I think we measured her just recently and she's, <laughs> we're, we're trying to actually build muscle with her now because mm-hmm. she lost so much fat. And she's still losing fat. She's amazing. like a 33 pounds loss so far right That's now. Amazing. Like double digits of body fat percentage, inches all around. So Jeez. it does happen. Yeah. You just need to give your body, like you said, grace, patience, mm-hmm. and trust the process. Yes. Because it does, it does work. The visual that comes to me is planting a seed. Like mm-hmm. you plant a seed, you put it in the ground, and you don't see anything for months. Yes. And then eventually, because it's, it's, it's growing roots and the, the deeper the roots, the healthier the tree. And so you have to plant the seed and keep nourishing it with good soil, with sunlight, with water, with happiness. Yes. And let those roots do their thing. Because once they're there, that's when the tree starts to grow. And this might be a little bit woo, but that's what I do. Um, you need to love your body. Mm. Your body is not your enemy. It's not this thing that needs to be whipped into shape. No. It is you. And the thoughts that you send to your body when you look in the mirror mm-hmm. have an effect on what your body does for you. Totally. Physiologically as well. If I mean, we can talk to plants and that increases how well they grow, right? then you better believe the same thing is happening with ourselves. Totally. So true. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very true. You can affect the way you look at yourself and the way you talk to yourself. I mean, physiologically speaking, mm-hmm. um, your, your body, that affects your body, affects how your body reacts. I mm-hmm. mean, our minds have such a, are such a powerful too, internally, especially. Totally. We can, but we can also control it in a positive way mm-hmm. too. But it, I mean, the way we look at ourselves and also our actions. I mean, yeah. if we're telling ourselves we're ugly and we're disgusting and we yeah. don't want to, I mean, we're not going to want to go out and work out, you know, no. so we're not going to have the motivation to go out there. But if you're like, Hey, mm-hmm. I deserve this. Mm-hmm. I'm beautiful. And I want to try to get to somewhere where I, I want to see what my body can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it's, you know, you'll have a lot more likely to get, have that motivation to go back out. and do it, Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's one of the great ironies of life that, that things don't actually change until we first accept them as they are. Yes. And, and that's, that's kind of the the balance that we're working here with exercises. I love myself enough to do this, but I expect incredible yeah. things to come from it. Yes. Well, and then I I think I've spoken about this book before in podcasts, but there's a book by uh, Bruce Lipton. Lipton. Mm-hmm. It's called The Biology of Belief, and what he talks about is your thought processes literally change the genetic messages, the genetic code within your cells. So if you are having these negative thought processes, guess what genes you're going to express? The not good ones, ones that reinforce that negativity. So if you're saying I'm ugly, I'm fat, then your gene expression is going to change to match that thought process, which is amazing. If you guys want to know more information on that, look up the book, Biology of Belief. It will change your life forever. But again, like that's how powerful our thought processes are. The fact that they turn genes on and off. Like that's amazing. So yeah, we need to, and it's hard for us to sit here and be like, just love yourself when, you know, when we've, we've been through and we all walk really hard roads of life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I, I would say instead of spending two to three hours at the gym, spend an hour at the gym, an hour with self-love an hour with food prep, you know what I mean? Like spread that out. And while you're at the gym, 
listen to the oh, messages yeah. you're sending to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I know it's so common for us to go and think it's an hour of suffering that we then are rewarded for later. But you can literally change your experience of the gym by changing what you say to yourself while you're totally. doing it. While I was going through cancer treatments and trying to work out, which was really hard, I would literally tell myself on the treadmill, I am running for my life right now. I'm oh, running yeah. for my life. And it was huge for me because it changed my entire attitude toward the experience. It was totally. hard for me. But knowing that that was saving my life made it yeah. a breeze, right? There was no question that I was doing the right thing. Yeah. If, if I may, uh, talking about, you know, certain strategies you can use to kind of, because it's hard when you look at yourself and you have society telling you what you're supposed to look like and, mm. you're, and you're looking at all these perfect people on Instagram mm. and these oh, you know, man, people yeah. you know and you're like, oh, she's so, she looks so fit. Start small. Tell mm-hmm. yourself the little things that you appreciate about yourself right now. Yeah. Yes, Sure. Let's maybe you're not as fit as you want to be right now. Maybe you have more fat on you than you do, or mm-hmm. I call fat energy because fat is energy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have more energy on you than you do, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. But look at yourself and say, okay, at least I can move my legs. If it's yeah. that simple, if it's just that small, yeah. start small there. Be like, okay, well, at least I can go to the gym. I'm. I, wow, I'm lifting this weight. Even if it's small, I'm mm-hmm. running this fast. Even if it's slow, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's fast to you. It's mm-hmm. heavy to you. And so start not comparing to, to what you can't do compared to others, but look yeah. at what you can do right now totally. and start building off of that. Yep. And then you can start appreciating your body for what it is that you could do now rather mm-hmm. than what someone else or what you can do later in the future. Yeah. When I was uh, seeing a therapist <laughs> back in the day when Tristan was going through chemo and stuff, she told me to go on a fast, like immediate fast where cut out all the, 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 the things that you follow or people that you follow that make you feel sad or you know, for me, it was, I was trying to take on the weight of the world, you know, like everything that was happening in Syria and stuff. She's like, it's okay to not care about that right now. Like you can't help other people if you're not helping yourself, yes. you know? And so if you do find that you're playing that comparison game, you know, or, oh, oh yeah. And back then it was like the whole political election thing too. And mm. she was like, just switch that off. Like, don't go on, like maybe go on like some kind of media fast where you're just, or a purge where you are unfollowing, um, give yourself permission to do that. Unfollow people that do not add happiness to your life. Because if you find that you're getting in that rut, you like just turn it off guys, you know, yeah. like give yourself permission to, to ground yourself in reality and unfollow. Yeah. It, identifying what is causing the negative, mm-hmm. negative mindset within your own universe, within your own world and start totally. taking things out. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's perfect. Anyways, well, awesome. is there anything else we want to? I think we hit everything. We, we talked about body dysmorphia. I know you wanted oh, yeah. to. Go yeah, I, I mean, bit. I feel like we kind of hit that that subject okay. pretty well. We didn't we didn't label it body dysmorphia, Definitely. but that is what's going on, right? When people yes. look in the mirror and no matter what they see, it's not good enough. Definitely, right? That that is a problematic mindset that will prevent you from reaching your health goals. But mm-hmm. what we've been talking about for the last few minutes here is basically saying thank you, body. Yes. Thank you for, for yes. being what you are. Thank you for allowing me to do what I can do. And thank you for being capable of growing and improving and getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we're doing together. Exactly. And focusing on what your body can do right now rather than what your body is, what you're trying to get your body to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and yeah, not comparing yourself to someone else's ideal. Oh, yeah. Right. Where we are right mm-hmm. now should not be compared to. Instagram celebrities, no. perfect. Well, and and being in, like being in touch with reality with your own genetic makeup, right? Like if you are short 
and you are genetically pre- like predisposed to be a bigger build, like more muscle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you guys don't know what I look like, um, and a lot of you don't, I'm actually really tall and thin. There is no way on the face of the planet that I can like completely change my body to be this buff person. It's not going to happen, you know? And so remaining like within your lane of reality and being like, what is my body capable of doing? If you are a shorter person that puts on lots of muscle, like own that. Do you know what I mean? Like you're, you won't ever be a Giselle who is like 5'11 and like 110 pounds. I don't know how much she weighs, you know, but, but there is so much beauty in like your body's makeup, you know, like a Victoria's Secret model should not be every girl's dream. It shouldn't. That's exactly right. Something that's really funny. It's this is a culture thing. Is so, for example, if you were going to Brazil mm-hmm. and or, or South America, and you would look at the women there, mm-hmm. everyone's ideal image of a woman is like muscle, muscle, muscle. Everyone, I said muscle, muscle. <laughs> that's <laughs> how you big spell it. <laughs> Everyone wants bigger muscles out there. Yeah. Like for women, the ideal image is like, oh, I want to be bigger. I want to be. I want to have bigger legs, bigger mm-hmm. arms. But here, it's like, I want to be skinny. I'll have yeah. so many women come to me and show me an image of someone. Be like, I, I need want to, to look, look like, that. like this one. I'm like, but why though? You're not mm-hmm. her. Yeah. You're you. Yeah. You have your own way. There's no real reason to want to look like that person because you are your own beauty. Mm-hmm. You have your own, your body, like you said, has its own way of wanting to grow. Own yeah. it. I love that you said that. Own mm-hmm. it. Because if we focus so much on how all these people look, we're never going to be proud of what our bodies can do and what our bodies can achieve and look like. Totally. And remember that this ideal that has been set up in our society, that's marketing, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. These are people who are trying to sell you stuff that have created this. Here's how you're supposed to look. Don't buy into that. That Mm -hmm. is a form of mental slavery that you are putting yourself into every Mm -hmm. time you compare yourself to that and say, that's better. Yeah. I, I, whenever the Olympics come on and all the, um, the gymnasts, they, you know, they come out Mm -hmm. and they do all their tricks and I find myself being like, I wish I looked like that, you know, because they're shorter and they can like, they're so flexible where I'm just tall and lanky. And I'm like, but you know what? Like, that's okay. They're cherry picked, right? They're cherry picked. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like I will never, ever be a Simone. What's her last name? Oh one, shoot! I know you're talking about. Is it about Blaze or something? Simone? Something like that. So, anyway, I'll never be her because I'm I'm not five five, you know. But I am five ten, and I'm gonna own that. And so if you're five five, like there's beauty. There's so much beauty in your size, your your height, whatever. Like yes. own it. You, like we we can't shave away the bones in our hips. It's never gonna happen. Yes. We can't elongate the shaft in our shins. Like mm-hmm. it's not gonna happen. You know. So. Being being realistic about our genetic makeup and, and proud of what you and have and proud of that that's your heritage like that's mm. from your mom your grandma your great grandma like they all paved the way for you to look exactly the way you did today mm-hmm. and that's something I think to be proud of so so uh, own it yeah and I think is there anything else we want to close off with before we wrap this baby up. I would, I would just say focus on health rather mm-hmm. than yes. a- achieving certain aesthetic goals, totally. uh, mental and physical, rather mm-hmm. than focusing on what you look like in the mirror, rather yes. how you feel. I yes. think we focus too much on what we see ourselves mm-hmm. or how we see ourselves mm-hmm. and rather than, than how am I performing? How is my body doing? How am I totally. feeling? And so that's all I have to say. Just focus more on your health mm-hmm. and then the, the, the image will take care of itself. Totally. But we focus so much on how we look that's why people get burnt out so mm-hmm. fast because they focus so much on aesthetics and when they see themselves in the mirror rather than how they feel, feel is going to totally. give you so much more value for a longer period of time rather than mm-hmm. what you look like in the mirror. Cause it's all superficial. 
Totally. That they can come more yeah. internal. And more on that, like focus on health and hormones. Because if your hormones are not healthy, you don't feel healthy. And so I feel like health and hormones are almost like synonymous. Did I say that right? Synonymous. Synonymous. Thank you. So focus on your health, focus on your hormones. The weight will come when those are in balance. This was an awesome episode. Thank you, you guys. Oof. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Jared Harris. Like, that was awesome. Now I'm going to go work out because I'm so excited. <laughs> so pumped. Right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, no, you guys. Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. You guys, uh, just a shout out to Burn Bootcamp. That's where Jared works at. I think we've mentioned that a few times in the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. um, It's a fantastic gym. Like, I love it. That's why I dragged Tristan to it. I actually, um, I like it too. And I, and I, I really don't. I Jared more Jared. than the gym. Like Jared makes the gym. Yeah, you guys are so nice. So you well, guys come visit me. Yeah, yeah. we do a 14 day free trial. So if you guys ever want to come try it out, mm-hmm. I'm more than willing to this talk with you, or even just want to come in and talk. I'm I'm around. And, and so. by the way, these these burn boot camps are all over are the all, country. Yeah. So even if you're not yes. here in the Utah mm-hmm. County area, there's a good chance that there's one not too far from you. Over 200 plus locations, if not more than that, yeah. uh, across the entire uh, So entire you won't nation. get Jared, but yeah, you'll get sorry. burn boot camp. They and got that's some pretty, pretty good, good ones out there as well. <laughs> as well so. do, they, do they all do the two week free trial? Yes, that is universal. Awesome. So two week free trial universal. That's fantastic. So try a burn boot camp, uh-huh. burn boot camp yes. you guys. It's fantastic. And, and if you're interested in figuring out the hormone stuff, Come and see us at yeah. Provo Health or, or Gutsy Health, however you want to find mm-hmm. us, and we'll be happy to do a free consultation with you. Yeah, yeah I fully endorse these guys. They, uh, oh, they, they've helped personally myself, but also a lot of members through our gym, and they've seen some Thank lot you. of benefits. So they know what they're talking about. Awesome. So. Thank you, Jerry. Yep. Trainer stamp of approval right there. So. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, you guys, for listening. If you do get a moment, please... Um, Rate us. What is that called? Yeah, give us a, yes. an iTunes rating. Yep. Preferably five stars. <laughs> but, you know, whatever's honest <laughs> for you. Or leave a comment. Like, if you have anything that you want to add to this, like, leave or a comment. We'd love to hear yeah. from you guys. And tell your friends. And tell your friends. Yeah, share the podcast. We we really appreciate you guys sharing that with your friends and families. That really means a lot to us. All right. We love you. Thank Take you care. for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.